1: Good afternoon and welcome to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where, as always, we're here together working to improve our financial IQ. This is so important because high school and college does very little, and in in many cases, probably most cases, nothing to prepare people to deal with the facts about money. There's just no financial education whatsoever in most high schools. And while it is available in some universities, you have to know which classes to take. You know, you've got to be smart enough to figure out which ones are gonna have that material. And when I was at a major university, I remember asking my counselor, I said, where are the classes on how to get rich? He goes, there are none. I was like, what in the, am I doing in college? I thought that was the purpose of college. You know, teach how to build wealth, make money, be successful. Nah, just how to get a job. And I was like, well, jobs are free, so I'm not sure why I'm paying $80,000 to learn how to get a job. Um, I promised you today that we would talk about the coming correction. We're seeing it in the stock market, we're seeing it in crypto, we're seeing it pretty much everywhere. And You have to understand that the reason there's a correction is because of the average person's low financial IQ. In other words, it was dumb stuff that was done by people with low financial IQs that caused this to happen. How in the world could you sell a home that's worth $500,000 for $650,000 to someone with a high financial IQ. I will suggest no, but that apparently happened in Austin. All across the country, houses were selling above asking price, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, 40,000. And that type of dumb move is again, evidence of a low financial IQ. It just, when you look back at it, now that we're kind of waking up to how stupid that was, it's like, wow, what was I thinking? Well, here's the thing. You weren't thinking. If you did that, you weren't thinking. You were emotionally involved. You wanted a new house got that new house smell, you, 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 your ego wanted it because it was bigger than the last one, it's going to make you look cool to your friends, and you hide behind, well, it's in a better school district, it's this, it's it. no, nah, you bought it for your ego, um, and people overpaid and overpaid and overpaid and drove prices up and up and up, and it didn't help that there was a low inventory at the same time. So when you combine those two, low financial IQ and a low inventory, things like this happen. And what happens after that is called a correction. It's where society corrects that stupidity. It, it's a huge mistake Think of it like taking a test. You make a mistake. What do you do? You correct it. That's all it means. People are so confused. Exactly what does a correction mean? It means they're correcting the prices back to what they were supposed to be, the real value. And that's happening massively in the stock market, and it's going to happen massively in the real estate market as well. We're already seeing prices dropping as much as 20% across the United States we're going to see some of these really dumb deals like I described, where the guy paid $650 for a $500,000 house. That one's going to correct 40%, 50%. So the first thing that I want you to understand is that it is a complete waste of your time and energy and mental power to worry about the correction. Remember when the stock market correction happened a few weeks ago or a month ago, two months ago, whatever it was? I got on the air and I said, people, please don't lose sleep over this. Don't get upset over this. It's just what the stock market does. I read article, article, article after article that said people are surprised. People are shocked at what the stock market is doing. That's a sign of a very, very low financial IQ to not at least know that the stock market has done this 18 times in the last 100 years. It's what it does, it goes up and down. It's not if there's going to be a correction, it's when. If it's not going to, it's not if there's going to be a recovery, it's when. And I remind people that the average rate of return in the stock market is 7.5%. 7. And it's been that way for 75 years. So if you expect higher than 7.5% rate of return, you have unrealistic expectations, and that's why you get your feelings hurt when it crashes. You made 20% last year, and this year you made negative 10. So you're really back right at that 75 or thereabout. And you're, you got your feelings hurt. No, that's what the stock market does. If you think it's going to make more than that, You have unrealistic expectations. So, the correction in the stock market, crypto, is because people were doing dumb stuff there. You know, I'll pick on Tesla. I got friends who lost their minds. Tesla, Tesla, Tesla. They go out and buy Tesla, Tesla, Tesla. They start, they even bought Teslas, which to me is pretty extreme, but I had. At least two friends do it. Um, They start posting on Facebook promoting Tesla. Like that's going to increase the value of the stock. Um, Just stupid stuff. Low financial IQ. Now let me make sure that you don't think I'm calling these people stupid. You know, I have never called my son or daughter stupid but I've told them, you know, what you did was stupid. That's totally different. I do stupid stuff all the time. That doesn't mean I'm wholly stupid. I was just stupid at that moment in that particular arena of my life. So please don't take this personally. If you're one of the people I'm talking about who paid more for the house than was asking, Yeah, that was stupid. That doesn't make you stupid overall. It just makes you stupid in that particular arena. So keep that in mind. Some of these guys, including the, the two guys that bought all the Tesla stock and ended up buying Tesla's automobiles, these are bright, intelligent people. They just did some stupid stuff. All right, we'll talk more after the break here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis. Thanks for listening. Were you told that it's normal to lose money in a down market? That's just not true. Hi, I'm Steve Davis, CEO of Total Wealth Academy. Our clients make money in both the up and down markets while creating a lifetime income stream with passive real estate investing. If you have $100,000 or more to invest, you should consider this to protect and grow your money. To find out more, please attend our free sample class live or online. Visit TotalWealthAcademy.com. That's TotalWealthAcademy.com and click the free sample class button. Thank you. Excuse me. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where we're talking about the impending correction in the real estate market. But I want everybody to truly understand what correction means. It's correcting mistakes. Like when these people went nuts on Tesla, they went nuts on uh, Bitcoin and all these things. And Now they're dropping, and it's like they're they're surprised. You you should not be surprised. That's the way it goes. And the other thing is you shouldn't worry about any of it, and this is even for my friends who are real estate investors. As we go into a downturn, does worry help? One bit. Absolutely not. Plus, it's not if real estate's going to go down in value, it's when. But it's not if real estate's going to go back up, it's when. And if you've done what I told you, which is always buy for cash flow, never for value, appreciation, always buy for cash flow, you shouldn't even be worried that your prices are dropping anyway. It was going to happen. You knew that. And your cash flow is probably going to go up. So who cares what the, what the value of the property is? You know you can't avoid it, but just make sure you've got that cash flow. Any of you that turned real estate into a speculation, and this is funny to me, I guess because at one time I believed it, but now, having been in it for 30 years and realizing how ridiculous it is, it's almost embarrassing to admit. Do you know that some people that think to invest in real estate, what you do is you just go out and buy real estate at full price and wait for it to go up in value? That's what they think real estate investing is. Lord of mercy, that's speculation. That is gambling. Real estate can be gambling Just like the stock market is gambling, if you buy anything with the sole way of making money of it going up in value, you are a gambler. Because what do we know about all speculative investments? They go up and down. And the gamble is oh, it's going to be up when I retire. (laughs) That's a huge gamble. Since it crashes about every six years, the odds of of you retiring in a down market are pretty darn good. So you're a gambler. You like that dopamine rush. You like it. You're probably the type that goes to Vegas quite often. You're a gambler. Investors buy for cash flow because they know it's going to crash and they still make their cash flow. If you go back to 2007, 8, 9, the Great Recession, many of the property's cash flow went up during that time period. Up. Why? Because all the people that were losing their homes, selling their homes, and moving out of their homes, where were they moving? To rental property, apartments, and single family alike. The rents on my single-family houses went up hundred and fifty dollars each one year. I didn't even, there wasn't even, I didn't even lose one tenant. Boom! Oh, by the way, the new rents in your neighborhood are seventeen hundred. You're at fifteen hundred. I'm gonna have to move, move you to sixteen fifty. Do you have any problem with that? No. Because all they had to do was make a couple of phone calls and realize that if they move. They're going to pay all the moving costs and be paying $1,700 a month. So rents actually go up during the collapse. That's why I always brag about the fact that real estate makes money in both the up and down markets. So why is? what are some other reasons this is happening? Well, of course, Joe Biden and his Fed raising the interest rates. That causes people to get fearful, even though the interest rates are still low, ludicrously low, but because they're higher than they were, people freak out. And it's like, um, you're still below six. Uh, Don't worry about it, (laughs) but I'm used to two and a half, three, get over it. Take advantage of it when it's there, but don't expect it to be two and a half, three percent all your life. So, all of these things, again, the reason people get upset about them is a low financial IQ. If you educate yourself, you can get past all this fear, all this insecurity about money, and you just go with the flow. Think about it deeply. Do you think Warren Buffett is worried right now? Do you think Peter Lynch is worried right now. Do you think Elon Musk is worried right now? He'd say, he lost billions. He knew it was coming. So to him, it means absolutely nothing. I guarantee it. So if you're shocked or worried about what's going on in the stock market or the real estate market right now, that's just a sign of a low financial IQ. Now, why would people go out and pay more for a house than it's worth one of the main reasons is a low financial IQ uh, belief that a home is an asset that a home builds wealth it doesn't it's a savings program and nothing more and even as a savings program you're gonna lose money on your home and I've got a little uh infographic that illustrates this and explains it. It's taking and comparing a personal residence to buying a rental property, and we used a $200,000 house to do it. So what we did is we took out the interest, and I put it at 4% because this is a couple of months old, taxes at 3%, insurance at 1.5%, Maintenance at about 2% a year, all in over 30 years, even if that property triples in value over 30 years, which it probably will, and it's worth $600,000, on your home you would have lost $127,000. But what the uneducated see is, wait a minute, I had a 30-year mortgage, it's 30 years later, it's paid for, and it's worth 600 grand. I made 600 grand. No, you didn't. You paid 137 in interest, you paid 180,000 in taxes, you paid 90,000 in insurance, 120,000 in maintenance and upgrades, you paid into the deal. $727,000 $727,000 and you're left with six hundred. dollars You lost $127,000. Now, it's better than renting because at the end of renting for 30 years, you lost everything, the whole $727,000. But you have to think of your home as a savings program not an investment, not an asset. Remember, and this is so simple, assets put money in your pocket every month. Liabilities take money out of your pocket every month. What does your home do? Does it put money in your pocket every month or take money? It takes money. You have to pay your mortgage, principal and interest, taxes, insurance, garbage, gas, electric, water. It takes massive amounts of money out of your pocket every month. It's your biggest expense. And those with low financial IQs run around going, your home is your biggest asset. Listen, if your home is your biggest asset, you are in financial trouble. Think about why Americans are failing 95% of the time financially. They think a job is a guaranteed paycheck and that their home is an asset. They got it both wrong. They got them both wrong. Let's look at the rental same house, but you rent it out. Same interest, 137, same taxes, 180, insurance, 90 maintenance 120 all in over 30 years $727,000 you sell it for 600,000 but you had $630,000 in rental income you profit $503,000 on the rent property over the 30 years profit compared to a $127,000 loss on your home. That is a $630,000 difference. That's substantial. And here's how it happens. You know why people think their home is an asset? Because their parents told them. You know why your parents thought so? Because their parents told them. And the same thing goes on and on and on and on. But it's broke people teaching broke people, teaching broke people, teaching broke people, it keeps them broke. All right, and by the way, do you wanna tell your kids that your home is an asset after hearing this? I hope you're wise enough not to do that. We'll talk more after the break here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Thanks for listening. If you have a financial planner, ask them these two questions. One, will I lose money in a down market? Two, do I still pay you if I lose money? If the answer to either question is yes, fire them and come see us. Our clients make money in both the up and down markets and create a lifetime income stream with passive real estate investing. To find out more, please attend our free sample class live or online. Visit TotalWealthAcademy.com and click the free sample class button. That's TotalWealthAcademy.com. Dot .com. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host Steve Davis, where we're talking about this, you know, what's going on in the marketplace right now. Correction in the stock market, correction on crypto, correction in the real estate market. It's it's happening everywhere because so many dumb things were done. Over the last two years, and I, I poked fun at this of people. You know, they're, they're when COVID hit. You know, they're trapped in their home. What do you start noticing? Everything that's wrong with it. Everything. They're bored. They're <laughs> looking at their home. Going, man, we need a paint job. Oh man, the cats peed in this corner. Dog crapped in this corner and they start to hate their home. And what did they do? Went out and bought a new one, thinking a home is an asset. And we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people did this. It it was again, just boredom, a little bit of stupidity, but mostly lack of a financial IQ, lack of any financial education whatsoever. So, those of you that want this infographic that compares a home versus a rental and shows you how a home will lose you money over a 30-year period and how a rental will make you a massive amount of money, just email me. It's steve at totalwealthacademy.com. steve at totalwealthacademy.com. Just put infographic in the subject line or home versus rental. The easiest thing is infographic and I'll know what you're talking about. But if you put home versus rental, I'll also know what you're talking about and I will email it to you. The only thing I would ask of you is once you get it, tell me what's wrong with it. In other words, should, it, should we have a few more line items on there? Should there be something that explains it a little better? I would love your input on this and truly appreciate it so that we can make it better and more effective as a teaching tool. So if you read it and it doesn't make sense to you, tell me what doesn't make sense and then we can fix it and I'll send it back to you and uh, get your opinion again, to be honest with you. And I really appreciate your feedback. So email me if you want this infographic, steve, at totalwealthacademy.com steve at totalwealthacademy.com all right let's get the phone lines open now if you've got a question about or a fear or worry about the marketplace please give me a call 281-558-5738 281-558-ksev or email me at the email i just gave out Um, If if you're a little shy, don't want me to use your name, just put anonymous in the subject line. Anonymous in the subject line, so I don't use your name. But any question that you have, any fear, anything that tells you, you know, I'd love to have a second stream of income. I'd love to invest in real estate, but... And what comes after that but is what I want to know. Why aren't you doing it? You know, I, I think Trevor shared uh, information yesterday. Where did you know that it's actually more profitable to buy Legos and hold on to them and then sell them on eBay than it is to have your money in the stock market? <laughs> it's crazy. There's a kid who makes a couple hundred grand a year, and you're gonna not you're not gonna believe the next one selling minifigures the little human Legos you know Darth Vader um, Batman even little regular Lego guys that are say the Italian pizza chef or whatever he collects those things sells them on eBay makes a couple hundred grand a year there's another kid and I call him kid because they're under 30 he's making over a million a year selling the whole kits. I went online the other day looking for a kit. If you don't know this, I'm a Lego freak. I build Legos almost every day. And I can't remember exactly what it was. It was Lord of Mercy, it was it was a kit that was about sixty bucks on eBay now. 690 bucks. Almost 700 bucks. And it was selling. There were multiple viewers, multiple bids. It's like, "Oh my goodness." And what it reminded me is that of is this? Any business that you do effectively is better than the stock market. Every single business is going to make you more money than the stock market ever will. You know, the average for the stock market is 7.5. If you buy something for $69 and sell it for $690, that's a thousand percent rate of return. So if that took 10 years for it to raise to that value, that's a hundred percent rate of return a year. A little bit better than 7.5. Just a tad. And when I look and I study successful people, I have yet to read a book about a guy who over 30, 40 years succeeded in the stock market. Now, I read books about guys who got in on an apple when it was, you know, a penny and made themselves millions. But I always want to see a book where they do it again. You're not going to see that. Because these guys that do well, it's luck. And they think they're smart as can be. Okay, if if you're so smart, do it again. And they can't. One friend of mine, Doug, he had a five year winning streak. For five years. He made 20, 16, 35, 22. I mean, the numbers were, the lowest was like 16. The highest was like 35%. Every year for five years, then it stopped. And he almost lost everything over the next five years. And I remember him telling me, man, that first five years, I thought I was so smart. I thought I was had figured it out. Then my luck ran out. And I realized it wasn't me. It was luck. I don't suggest you run your life off of luck. You know, if you're going to run your life off of luck, it's much more fun to go hang out with the women and have fun in Vegas than it is t- <laughs> to do the stock market. Um, Much more fun. I'm not even a gambler. And I go to Vegas and have massive amounts of fun Um, so again if you look at and start reading successful people you're going to find that they own businesses and real estate is a business people don't realize it but the minute you buy your first little single family home and you close that deal you're a business now Helping and serving other people. And if you follow the system, the one that we teach or wherever you get it, if you follow our system and do it over and over and over again, in 10 years, you're retired. You're done. Never have to work again. Do that gambling in the stock market. Somebody do it and then please write a book so the rest of us can figure out how to do it too but there's no book like that because there's no way to do it there are thousands of books on how to do it with real estate thousands and they're all pretty much the same you know real estate hasn't changed much in 3000 years since Babylonian times You know, one of the wealthiest, most powerful people in Rome was a real estate investor. I used to know his name. He raised an army. (laughs) And he owned all the apartment complexes in Rome. It hasn't changed much. That's why there's so many books, and they all say about the same thing. Pretty close. So, my sales pitch to you is if everybody who's succeeding owns a business and owns real estate shouldn't you be doing that as well I really believe that that's been the key to my success was and I don't want this to sound like I ever put myself down but I remember when I finally found out that 70 to 90% of the millionaires in the world used real estate, I remember saying something similar to this. I go, man, I'm not the smartest guy on the planet. I better do the easiest thing. And obviously, real estate's the easiest thing. So that was how I ended up in real estate. All right, got to get a break. We'll talk more after the break here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis. Phone lines are open at 281-558-5738, 281-558-KSEV. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Steve Davis of the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Most people think they need hundreds of thousands of dollars to successfully invest in real estate. That's simply not true. If you have a 100000 or more, you can begin passive investing today. No worrying with contractors or tenants, and you get all the benefits of real estate investing. To find out more, please attend our free sample class live or online. Visit TotalWealthAcademy.com. That's TotalWealthAcademy.com, and click the free sample class button. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis. I want to address a very sensitive email from an anonymous listener um, whose fears are, you know, I'm putting my own words in here, tenants, toilets, and taxes. They're afraid because they work 45, 50 hours a week that they're not going to have time to manage real estate. This is sensitive because I have to ask the question, Anonymous, who told you real estate was tenants, toilets, and taxes? Was it a successful real estate investor with 100 rent houses? It wasn't, was it? One of your friends told you that? Maybe your parents? Somebody told you that? And if it was a real estate investor, you must understand that they were failing. That they were, you were listening to a failure. And the question is, should you get your ideas and advice from failures? I suggest no. See, when a person is failing in America, they talk. And in our society that's okay. They tell you, hey man, don't do real estate. Man, it was my tenants were calling me all the time. It was a hassle. ACs were going out all the time. It was a hassle. The failures talk because they want to justify their failure. They they want to stroke their ego. They want to lie and that's what they're doing. They want to make excuses for why they're failing and everybody's okay with that. You must understand that failures talk more than successful people and the reason is and I've run into this because I've done it stupidly. I'll go out and I'll start talking about successes I've had and I'll be excited about what's happening and I notice people around me are not happy for me. They kind of get quiet. They don't have much to say. And it dawned on me, shut up Steve. All this sounds like is you bragging. All this sounds like is arrogance. Shut up, and I quit doing it. See, successful people don't talk, because in our society, you're looked down on if you talk about your successes. But if you talk about your failures, oh man, people listen, they get behind you, they're empathetic to you, See, when a, if you have the idea that rental property consumes a bunch of time, that it's late-night phone calls, it's tenant harassment, it's evictions, it's ACs going out, do you realize that anybody who says that doesn't know what they're doing? I've been at this for 30 years, had over 100 units of single family at one time, I think I've had maybe five phone calls in 30 years after 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Didn't bother me a bit. I've only had one weekend call in 30 years, and that was a fire. And this was how I handled the call. Yes. Oh, really? Is everybody out and safe? Great. Have you called the insurance company? Yes. Great fire department. Well, I can hear the fire department in the background, so everybody's safe. They're putting out the fire. Excellent. Okay, thank you very much for letting me know, and I'll be there Monday to take to take a look around and uh, see what we need to do. Click. Whoo! That was tough. See, people don't know what they're doing. If you know what you're doing, you're going to know about a special loan that allows you to rehab the property up front completely. Any system, AC, roof, washer-dryer, stove, dishwasher, that doesn't have five years or more left on its life expectancy, replace it the day you buy it. Replace it repaint, recarpet, fix all the windows, put in all the screens, make the house perfect. What are your maintenance costs going to be on a house like that? Zilch. Cuz everything's new and perfect. You're going to get any maintenance calls? Nope. Then because you have a perfect property, what are you going to be able to attract? The perfect tenant. Everyone is going to want your house because the competition didn't know about that loan and they were going to eke the repairs out of the cash flow. They bought the house as is and they say, yeah, I'll go ahead and lease it out at a discount because it's still a piece of crap. And then I'll take the cash flow and slowly but surely rehab the house. What happens is four years later, you've got no cash flow because all the cash flow went back into repairing the house, and the house is still not completely repaired, and you know what you say? Real estate doesn't work. Huh, haven't made a dime on this house in four years because you didn't know what you were doing. When you get it for lease, it's a perfect house. All your competition has beat up pieces of crap, and you're the same price. You lease that to a perfect tenant. You run a credit report, a criminal report. You talk to the present landlord, who will lie to you if they've got a bad tenant. So you talk to the previous landlord as well, who won't lie to you. Then you talk to their work and confirm that they make three times the rent and likelihood of continued employment. You screen the daylights out of them. Then when you sign the lease, You beat them up some more. You do understand, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, that rent is due on the first and late on the second and that I will evict you on the fourth. Do you understand that? Great. Initial here. And you go through the lease line by line, explaining everything to them. And you beat them to death. You're almost trying to scare them away. You're such a bear leasing this property. Now, once they move in, it all changes. You go from bear to bunny. Because one thing, once you've screened the daylights out of them and you know you got a perfect tenant, you now switch to bunny mode and you want that tenant to stay. It's called tenant retention. So now you're sweet, you're kind. They call with an AC out. Boom, 10 minutes later, you got your AC guy on the phone with him. And here's how you take a a call. This is how tough rental real estate is. Hello? Oh, hi, Mike. Oh, really? Your AC's out? Man, I am so sorry. All right. And your wife's pregnant. Holy Toledo. Well, this is really bad. All right, you're going to hear from me or my AC guy within 10 minutes and I'll get somebody out there. If he can't repair that today, I'm going to get him to put a window unit in your wife's bedroom. We're going to get her cool. All right, talk to you in 10 or my AC guy will talk to you in 10. All right, thanks for calling, Mike. Bye. Click. That's how you take a maintenance call. You know how the average person takes a maintenance call? Hello, Mike? Oh, yeah. Oh. What's wrong, Mike? AC's out. Oh, crap. AC's out, honey. In one of our rentals. Oh, my God. Well, what temperature do you keep it at? None of your freaking business. That's what temperature I keep it at. And they, they turn it into something negative. Like it's some big deal. This is the difference between being proactive and reactive. These reactive people, they make a little... AC being out, which is almost always a, oh, my God, I can't even think of the term. It's always about a $250 repair, which the tenant has to pay. I won't go into that right now. It's it's easy as pie if you're proactive versus reactive. And when I was, we'll just go back to the 20 houses I had in 2012 or so. I'm making eight grand. About once every three months I get a maintenance call. Eight times three is twenty-four thousand. I made twenty-four thousand dollars to take that maintenance call. How many of you would take a maintenance call for twenty-four thousand dollars? Doesn't seem so bad then, does it? So, Anonymous, you can do this. While working 40-50 hours a week, almost every member of Total Wealth Academy has a full-time job, except for those that are already retired. So do not be afraid, but stop listening to failures. Get around successful people, and they'll tell you how to do it the right way. All right, thanks everybody for listening. Have a great rest of your day.
0: back.